Hey guys, this week's episode is going to be a little different. Uh, I won't be on it. It will be Felipe and a guest of his. Uh, it's the point of view of someone that never played the original Final Fantasy 7 and someone that played it in the past is not playing the remake. And they discussed the whole game in a whole. So uh, this is what this episode is going to be about. And then Felipe and I will be back next week. You guys enjoy. Thanks. All right. Well, guys, um, welcome. Hopefully there was a cool intro that uh, either Rob or myself figured out to put in between this. But this is episode 12, 12-2. I mean, if we're going to stick with Final Fantasy, we might as well keep with their kind of naming mechanisms. Uh, I am joined today with a very special guest. Um, uh, Ernest, how are you doing, doing today, man? Doing pretty good. Um, it was a rough night, but uh, feeling a little bit better now. Now that I'm home, relaxed, and getting a little well-wested. Uh, other than that, and uh, yeah, I'm doing doing pretty good. How are you? Cool, man. Yeah, uh, I'm doing good. And as uh, I know you had a long night. As anybody who doesn't know, you are a stripper, and uh, you are still working through this quarantine <laughs> for some reason. But hey, dude, you're the only one open, so you're getting the business. This is uh, actually a very brave um, business tactic. Uh, but no, man, I am doing good. I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to talk to me about the big old seven. Um, this segment, guys, we are going to go and just, we're just going to talk everything Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, I know this is a little late in the game. The game came out probably almost exactly two weeks ago, but it, it's a huge game. And uh, we wanted to make sure that we got a chance to play it thoroughly, really enjoy it before we talk about it. Um, so just to kind of get the show started, uh, since it, again, you're only our second guest that we've had on the show, but what we do is we like to ask uh, a couple of questions of, of our guests. Uh, the first one is, would you watch a porn that your friend made? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> if it was rated 10 out of 10, I probably would to get my support <laughs> <laughs> well, hold up man i've never thought about rating i guess yeah pornhub and all those they do have like upvotes and downvotes wow okay okay i've never participated in that but okay, okay cool so but hold on, hold on. You, you mentioned if, it, if it's rated 10 out of 10 so it would have to be already rated you wouldn't just watch it and then give your rating. no it, it would have to be rated first oh but what if they were just like hey man I made. I have a project that's starting up right now, and I want your opinion. Can you watch it? <laughs> you wouldn't be the first one to brave it. Uh, I would. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably need a little bit of support. I probably you need, need support. <laughs> I'd probably need the boys. Oh, you get more people on it. Okay. Little, well, little watch party. Oh shit! Oh shit! You know what? My bad, dude. I am reading from the wrong guest list questions. Uh, didn't need to ask you that. One. Uh, never mind. Here, these are the real questions. <laughs> um, what is your and you can answer to the best of your ability? Uh, favorite game, favorite movie, and favorite TV show, or if not favorite, just something you would suggest other people to to check out. Oh man, favorite. Uh, I know, right. question. Yeah, that's a pretty tough one. Um. I would probably say my favorite game would probably have to be Mega Man 4 because that was the first 
game I ever played when I was a child. That's what got me into gaming. Damn, man. Maybe in four, you said, right? Yeah. Okay. That was, that was probably back, uh, probably like right when I was born, but I didn't play it till like I was three years old. And uh, yeah, that that was just just a game. Like I know everyone usually always says like you know Zelda is their first game or Super Mario is the first game. It's like that wasn't my first game. Like something intriguing about Mega Man just got me hooked. So Mega nice. Man will always be my go-to character for anything like that's just like like a major support from me to capcom just like hoping they can always just make more mega man uh, yeah, hoping okay. they hoping they do hoping now that we have a two I mean, yeah like two anniversary uh or legacy collections out the original yeah. and the x series um hoping they put out the legends series and hoping they put out a uh x9 game hopefully soon if hey man, not it, for the next console it, it could happen I mean, we, we've got capcom remaking resident evil 3 or 2 and 3 and for the most part those are pretty successful so who knows maybe there's a a really nice reboot in the works there but uh, okay cool so favorite game what about favorite uh movie and tv show oh man favorite movie golly um <clears throat> i man favorite movie uh, honestly, I would, I would honestly have to say it would have to be the Hercules movie from Disney. Oh uh, hell yeah! Dude. <laughs> that 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 movie, like I, growing up, that's all like, you know, me and my sister had were all like Disney movies, and then yeah, then came like the Pixar movies, but uh, it was something about Hercules, like that just. It just hits a home run for me. I watch it. It's just the like I don't I don't I don't know how to explain it. Like I, I get it, man. It, it's great. And then having a sassy Hades, you know, yeah, the entire time, a... fucking great. Yeah. Um. Okay. Fair, man. Fair. What about a uh, favorite TV show? Man, favorite TV show. That's the thing. I don't watch so much TV anymore. Um. Yeah. Okay. But uh, if I did had. A favorite TV show. I think the last like real serious one I ever like really watched was like probably Parks and Recreation. Nice. Did you hear how that... they are coming back to do a um, a new episode based on uh, the coronavirus pandemic? Yeah, I I caught a glimpse of it uh, while I was at work, and I was like, oh man, that's pretty. Fuck yes, man. So I can just see. And to see Leslie Nope with binders on binders on binders <laughs> saying, I was prepared for this. Everybody I know what to do. Ron Swanson <laughs> just being like, I don't need to worry about this. I don't need hand sanitizer. You know, my hands are, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. But yeah, that, that's going to be pretty cool. But all right, cool. I appreciate you um, entertaining me uh, with these made up questions I came up with on the spot. Super creative, I know. But uh, <laughs> let's get into the uh, meat and potatoes part of this uh this segment here. So Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, uh, just released again a couple weeks ago, April 10th, and it's doing amazing. We both uh, we both have finished the mm-hmm. game. Um, I barely finished it a couple of days ago, uh, so it's still kind of fresh in my mind. I know you beat it, what, maybe about a week ago or so? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, what, what I want to start with is our personal experiences with Final Fantasy VII. So as I understand, you played the original, is that right? 
Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. So you've got a lot more understanding of the basis of the game's history and where it came from. Did you play any of the other companion pieces like Crisis Core? Uh, you would mean like the compilations, right? Yeah, I, I guess, guess so. That, that kind of fall underneath the series of it. it yeah, I, I know there's a lot of other um, pieces of media that have come out in support of Final Fantasy VII, either <clears throat> extending the story or going into certain details. Yeah. Um, before I think everything else came out, there was uh, the movie uh, Advent Children that came out. Probably, I think, 2006 or seven. not too yeah, entirely right. sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that was, I, I remember hearing about it first that, that they announced, they were announcing a final, like a Final Fantasy seven related media. Nobody knew what it was. And then I think it was like a couple months later that it was going to come out as a film. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And, uh. So they started showing it, and I remember seeing like the first couple of trailers. Um, didn't look too well produced, I would say. They looked very uh, not too like the characters. Uh, so I'm not sure if they just had like another team just kind of doing whatever, and just no one was like really paying attention. But uh, I think maybe about a year or two later they kind of reworked everything and they made like the character and the story like true to form to the original and they said like oh this movie takes place two years after the events of seven i was like oh man this is this is gonna be like crazy it's gonna be wild um so as far as that goes everything else like um came after uh, that would be like the crisis core game the um i think there was a mobile game i think there were two mobile games maybe just one but they were i think in japan yeah um there was a dirge of cerberus that came out for ps2 uh i really i really liked it a lot of people had mixed uh receptions for it but i I really digged it because it still continued after the game um i think there were some novels that came way later after that oh see i didn't know that there was there was novels okay yeah they were they tied uh, <clears throat> they kind of tied the stories in between the game and the movie which actually made more sense um once you read it and then watch the movie okay um <clears throat> so i i seen seen the movie and i know they made a complete version of it that kind of made the movie make more sense um, I didn't play Crisis Core because I didn't own a, a PS Vita at the time, so I kind of just like PSP. PSP, there you go. Sorry, yeah. uh, nobody had a Vita. Yeah, nobody had a Vita. I didn't have That's a Vita. Not a problem. <laughs> uh, so I just like kind of looked up like the like the cutscene movies like on YouTube. Okay, so I mean, it's, again, it, it sounds like for the most part, you you are aware of the seven mythos and lore for the most part um yeah. i myself man like in terms of final fantasy 7 i didn't have a ps1 growing up so mm-hmm. this three disc game that was an eye-opener for a lot of people i just didn't have a part of i was 
busy with my like N64 <laughs> with like Mario 64 collecting little stars and random shit and not playing the real big boy games like Final Fantasy. But um, I was always aware of it, right? I think Final Fantasy is one of those cornerstone games that most gamers either have a really big um, affinity for in their gaming history or something that maybe got them turned on to gaming or at least know what a big deal it is to the to the community as a whole. Mm-hmm. So again, I've always been aware of it. Um, I did play Dirge of Cerberus or Cerberus or however you fucking say that word, but um, it was the first one I played. And the only reason I really liked it is because it wasn't JRP, uh, yeah, JRPG style. It was a third-person yeah. shooter. <clears throat> So I didn't realize that people hated it or had issues until much later. I know, like you mentioned, people have strong issues with it, but I thought it was a cool take on it. I liked uh, the character Vincent Valentine. Oh yeah, um, he's like. But uh, I think he's like the like everyone's go to like favorite character. Yeah, he was fucking cool. I I can't wait to see what happens with uh, with him in these uh, new stories that they're going to be kind of building up now. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I did remember watching Advent Children, watching it, being like, I don't know who these. <laughs> who this this golden haired anime boy is, but um, he seems pretty cool. His sword's huge, and then you had this silver killing guy. Oh yeah, yeah, everything. <laughs> There's no physics in those fucking games. There's you get a talking lion. <laughs> there was just weird ass shit. But I mean, there's that steampunk appeal that, that or steampunk steampunk aesthetic appeal that I, 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 I kind of liked. Oh yeah, and I thought maybe one of these days I'll go back and play it. But it's never happened. So when the remake for 7 was coming around, obviously I'm thinking, cool, this could be my time to kind of get into it. And um, even then, I don't think I would have checked it out if it wasn't for, you know, us doing this this podcast and wanting to talk about this stuff as it's coming up. And uh, I know you were championing this game for the longest time. Like ever oh. since, I think for as long <laughs> as I've known you, you were talking about, hey, this is coming out. I'm excited for it. You should get it. You should check it out. It's a good jumping point for you. And holy shit, man. This kind of brings us into the next segment. Um, what we're going to do is start by just talking general impressions of the game, spoiler-free, just kind of what our thoughts are, how we feel about it, um, and then we'll jump into spoiler stuff. So I'm going to kick it off to you, man. Overall, what were your thoughts with Final Fantasy VII Remake? Oh, man. Like, <clears throat> waiting since, since first seeing the PS3 tech demo of Final Fantasy VII, like it, it, it's been a long time coming it's it was like a homecoming for final fantasy 7 and it just truly blew all my expectations out of the water it was just like i like i couldn't believe like if you were to tell me like 23 years ago that there was going to be a remake i would have called you a liar like <laughs> there would have been no way this game could have been remade like it was so monumental at the time like i can understand that they need brains vision and tech to make all of it work Mm -hmm. and and i'm kind of glad now was the right time because if it came out for the ps3 i'm pretty sure it would have been like seven or eight blu-ray discs at the most like yeah it's very possible man like just playing this it it just from the first the first of your many senses to get into this game looking at it getting that that visual appeal like it's stunning i mean i know you mentioned there was 
some more or less issues with the way Advent Children looked, but I feel mm-hmm. like this, I, I, for the part, Advent Children looked good at the time for CG graphics, right? I think for the oh, yeah. in that era, we're just like, it's so gorgeous, it's great. This makes Advent Children look like dog shit. Like, oh, this yeah, oh, yeah, of course. So <clears throat> beautiful, man. And just the opening cinematic into this game. Holy oh, shit, yeah, when, like... when the music, when the main theme pops up and it's cutting between the. Um, the train kind of rolling and you getting to mm-hmm. the station, it, it's you, you get those goosebumps starting to form on your arms. And I've never heard that th- the theme before. Oh. I can just imagine how it feels, you knowing, like, I know what's about to happen. Like, this, oh, this is yeah. this, <laughs> Holy shit, man. I mean, I mean honestly, and it's so myself, funny like, because the, the original didn't have that extra part to it before it actually starts. Oh. Um, Oh, like with right, the bird, right. we're like with the with the bird flying, and it shows like Midgar. Um, yeah, that whole like kind of three four minute maybe section that didn't exist in the old one. It was it starts like right when the girl kind of looks up at the at the reactor, mm-hmm. kind of shows a little space like scene, and then it goes to to Earth. That mm-hmm. part exists in the original. That's where it started, and right, then it right. kind of showed everything else of course the music kind of extended because they're showing all of midgar and all of its beauty like oh my gosh i've never seen midgar look so amazing like yeah and it's a uh, beauty is an interesting word because it's midgard reminds me of a much um much more over the top new york right where it's just oh yeah of course completely industrialized city metropolis yeah it's metropolis when you have big big uh division between the haves and have nots and looking at it like you you see exactly the um i guess the destruction it has or the the impact it has on the planet itself Mm -hmm. but there is a sense of wonder and accomplishment to the human spirit that we made this amazing city and the same thing with Midgard like you look at it and you're like this is horrifying on one level but on a whole nother level oh. this is breathtaking oh it, oh as they of course do that yeah as, as they do that that panning out shot you you feel that sense of wonder uh but overall man like I I think for myself as somebody who didn't really know what to expect in this game and well I guess I kind of had certain expectations of this being a Japanese RPG game this mm-hmm. blew all of that out of the water. Like, I cannot get over how much I thoroughly enjoyed nearly <laughs> every part of this game. Like, from just the story itself, there was so much more into this than I thought it was going to be. I figured, all right, cool, it's going to be just a normal anime-centric <laughs> video game. You've got, you know, soldier, sad boy here who is going to meet other, you know, little uh, peppy... Uh, fighting girl there and gunman here and I don't know there's probably gonna be a dragon at some point but holy shit it, it's just so almost grounded in a fantasy setting but uh holy shit man um let me see here I wrote down a couple of things um mm, oh um one of the things I really loved is when it came to that story and just the 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 progression of the game, I felt like it did such an amazing job of knowing when to have these high tension moments or really fast paced action and then pulling it back 
um, to, oh, to, yeah. to lows that are, yes, maybe moments uh, of low action and, 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 and maybe even interaction. But even while you're just walking around, there's dialogue between characters. There's growth between these characters that's, that's happening and it's keeping you interested, even if you're not necessarily pressing hundreds of buttons and having to think two steps ahead within your, your action sequence. I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I loved that, that kind of character progression. Um, was there anything else specific that you really liked about the game? Again, spoiler free. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, like what you just mentioned right now, like <clears throat> there's there was action when there wasn't so much action going on uh, when they're taking a deep dive into the story. Because mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> this, this story, I will say, it's complex, but to the point where you can still kind of understand it. It's not like, it, it's nothing like Kingdom Hearts where it's just like 20 games. Oh, God, yeah. And you got to visit the fifth game that came out because that was the first one in the in the lore. Like, no. What the, it, yeah, it's, see, I, it's, yeah. it's, it's nothing like that. I mean, I, of course, it does have it, but it it explains it better. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought the, the pacing of the story was really interesting because they did a nice job of throwing little little story nuggets here and there. You're like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Who's who's this, this hooded figure who <laughs> I don't see again for a very long time? And if he does, does pop, uh, pop up, you're like, where the fuck have you been? And why are you here doing this thing? But it just did such a good job of reeling me in and keeping me interested. And even at the, at the resolution of the game, there are still things that are left undone. There's one or two characters you see for like a second. You're like, who is this? And why do they seem to care about what's going on? Obviously this is going to be a multi-part game. Um, mm-hmm. and we should mention that for anybody who's not completely aware of exactly what the, the final fantasy seven remake is. They taken the entirety of the story. And I think you mentioned this first disc, if you will, is maybe a quarter if not less of the overall game so what they did is just expand many times on particular sections right yeah um the original which i know people around the world are aware is i've been dubbing this game the midgar arc because that's basically what it is you're in midgar the whole time yeah so in the original, you're probably only in Midgar for about, depending on play style, really, it's roughly eight to 10 hours. Holy crap. So yeah, like <clears throat> everything that's in this game has been expanded like five times more. Like every cutscene, or I, I, I wouldn't say cutscene because it weren't, the only cutscenes were, um, were kind of like the videos, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there's the letters to them. I just, just kind of forgot. Um, or I guess like like the CGI videos. Those were the cutscenes. Okay. Um, the scenes itself were just like a steel frame shot of all the characters, and there's just like dialogue. They're talking. Yeah. So there's a lot of that, but a lot of it kind of just it, it kept kicking the pace more and more and more to kind of get you going so it's like the bombing mission starts you're already fighting the scorpion 
and you're kind of like already going from there like you kind of already it's already setting itself into place like okay this is it this is the next thing this is the next thing this is the next thing and the remake it it really wants you to like just kind of just take it all in and just like there was more to it than than what we thought and of course everybody mm-hmm. knows this um Right, but things were limited way back then because what the original oh, came out in what 90... 97. 97, okay. Yeah, so obviously, right, even with what they had back then, which was impressive technology for the time, they had to put this into three discs, which oh, yeah. was barely enough to contain the story they were able to, to, to tell. So yeah, when you mentioned earlier that this, this is probably the perfect time for, for them to come up with something like this because we had the tech... We had the experience in terms of people who know how to work on these things, mm-hmm. and they had the ideas. Like, I know you mentioned it's eight hours of just being in Midgar. This game itself, dude, I clocked in at over 51 hours in this game. <laughs> so yeah. to think that the 51 hours encompassed only eight hours of a three-disc game, holy hell. I, I, I don't know. I know people are saying that, oh, this is probably going to be a three-part game, but at this rate... I don't know exactly. They'd yeah. be able to stretch it out to four or five if they really, really want to do that. Yeah. Um, definitely playing through it. Uh, yeah, it really kind of... Like, I, I really thought, too, like, I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be, you know, the Mingar arc, and then it's going to be this arc, and then the final act. Like, But now it's kind of like, I'm not entirely too sure anymore. Like, now it's kind of... They just let the window open, and now anything can happen yeah oh man it's again who knows what the hell's gonna happen uh but for everything else that i really really dug the the characters themselves are so endearing i mean yes cloud is very stoic and quiet a little sassy every now and then but i feel like the the voice actor they got to play him at least with the american dub that we're that that we're playing uh i don't know about you but my japanese is a little rusty so i just (laughs) stuck with the english but I thought he did such a good job of being just a little whiny, but mm-hmm. also very, um, very confident in what he's doing. And he still has a, a, the ability to show a little bit of uh, uncertainty when it comes to how to interact with people. So he, he has a slight awkwardness. And they're yeah. actually not even slight awkwardness. He gets very awkward in certain situations. And, oh, and for somebody sure. who, who myself, I feel like I'm already awkward as it is, especially in in major souls real situations um i was like i kind of feel your pain right now man i I feel what's going on you're not sure how to process these things and it's a good thing that he's he opens up as the game progresses but everybody else like um barrett for the most part like he's he's a fun character and you really feel his drive to protect you know their their planet and he believes so wholeheartedly in what their cause is tifa is just this brave person who again is striving to to be better than what she is to help those who she can Aerith is just oh my god Aerith is bae dude the, I, I absolutely the love beacon, her the beacon of hope holy shit she's just so like not it's, she's I don't even know how to describe it. Like, she's almost very like <laughs> innocent and fierce at the same time like she's sweet and fun but I would not want to be on her bad side. And she's very bubbly and she's almost the exact opposite of Cloud. And you see that like, oh my God, I see why 
these opposites are attracting mm -hmm. and there's moments where they're walking together and again it's it's moments of, of no actual action but the actual uh piece that's happening is them learning each other and because we're playing through Cloud's, Cloud's perspective we're realizing like there's more to this girl and i'm digging her <laughs> and she, she's <laughs> able to draw cloud's emotions and self out a little bit more and you really see i feel like he grows as a character more after meeting her um mm -hmm. And then who do we else we have? There's a bunch of different side characters. Um, oh yeah, there's Reno and Rude, some yeah. Dude, favorite for... the favorite Turks. <laughs> They've made them yeah. so much better. Dude, for villains, like we got just enough of them. I know some people, you know, hate it when villains don't have a complete backstory because they feel like, well, what's really the point? I don't see their motivations. But like, is there villains that get that are they're just there to be bad people? But then there are small moments toward the end of the game where you're like, I'm seeing hesitation in them. I'm, I'm seeing them now as 3D characters and not just bad guys in suits. Yeah. Um, so, dude, it, it's, it's great. And even uh, Sephiroth, for the most part, like he's, from the get-go, he's just this ominous figure who you're completely yeah. uncertain of what he's there to do. They give you story beats to him um, where it makes you question why he's even where he is with Cloud at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, and again, well, get into more of that and when we get to the spoiler section but yeah just overall these characters are amazing so, again some of the other side characters like biggs and jesse and wedge like oh, i thought i was yeah. gonna get annoyed as fuck of wedge but holy shit dude he's great um jesse is amazing yeah <laughs> biggs was super fun like and then again they show more sides to them as the game gets on and makes certain other events even more impactful mm -hmm. uh the the combat I felt was really interesting for anybody who doesn't like JRPGs because they're traditionally turn based, where it's like Pokemon, you make a move, the enemy makes a move, so on and so forth. I believe they have that in here, but that's on their classic mode, and I think for the most part, a lot of people are going with the normal mode. I know that's what I did, uh -huh. and uh, it's like a really interesting hybrid of uh, real time action fighting, where you're mashing one or two buttons to continue combos and attack, and being able to do that traditional turn-based thing where you're kind of slowing down the combat, hitting a command, or even controlling the companion characters you're playing with, and you're constantly switching between everybody to either build up specials and use different items or abilities or heal each other and different spells. So mm -hmm. it, it makes the combat very dynamic and oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I think overall the only issues I had on there... Because Again, there's so much to gush over. Even something like the score, the music, I thought was amazing and really elevated pretty much every scene. Um, I think the only things I had issue with is I felt like it dragged on a little toward the end. Like, they just kept being, all right, all right, well, I'm, I'm thinking uh, I'm almost done here, but oh, hey, now we got a new one. So now we got another section. And even though I enjoyed that because throughout the game, they kept it very fresh in terms of new mechanics and new things to do. Um, that was one of my only gripes is I felt like toward the end it did I don't know I, again I felt that kind of fatigue a little toward the end maybe it was because I was rushing to finish it so we can have time to talk about it but uh, did you have any any uh, any issues throughout the oh, game? Man <clears throat> you know I for for someone who's, who's waited so long you know of course I would say like you know I had no issues it's just completely it's just perfect <laughs> um <laughs> that's fair man that's fair i mean it's it, it, uh 
I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm sure there is issues. I just, I would have to go back and play again to see because someone who's waited so long, all I cared about was having it here and playing it and just being in the moment. Um, okay. Because that's what it was all about. Like, if there were flaws that were shown, I'm pretty sure I just, like, I looked past it because I was so, like, in the story. Like, I wanted to know what they were going to do um, which I kind of already knew what they were going to do. That's, you know, nostalgia purposes. Okay. Um, did maybe. You, uh, did did uh, you go, go ahead. cross the uh, the glitch in the air ducts? I have not. No. Okay. So this shouldn't be spoiling it, but there is a section of the game toward the latter half where you are exploring the Shinra building and you have to go through an air duct in the bathroom. And as you're going through there, you have the option to stop and look into offices as you're over them and you overhear conversations with people talking about how um, certain points of the, of the story from earlier are affecting them or there's like a board meeting between people. And when you go into that, the dialogue plays and then you're supposed to be able to hit circle and back out. Every time I would go and do that, the circle button would not work. And I looked it up on Reddit, and a lot of people were having that same issue. And it was to the point where you have to, you have no choice but to just quit back from your last save and start up. So you had to really hope that you saved relatively recently. Otherwise, you're having to either lose a, a small chunk of pr uh, progress. Mm -hmm. um, but that was like really the only glitch I found. Everything else, like I didn't really see. Um, uh, lag when a lot of things were happening because a lot of things happened oh, yeah, at one time it, on the screen. Yeah. So, um, so before we get into spoiler territory, um, I always like to kind of do this. Um, if we had to give it a uh, a number on a ten point ranking, what would you give Final Fantasy Seven? Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough, man. Honestly, I'd give. It, um, it's an amazing game. Uh, I think you're right. A lot of what plays into you wanted to probably give it 11 is that nostalgic factor and just oh, the fact uh, that, hey, you've been waiting for this for forever. Um, but it is definitely a, a must-buy. Um, right now, we have time. You know, a lot of people have time to sit down and play some games. Mm -hmm. Again, over 50 hours. And I, I did take my time, for the most part, exploring, looking around, trying the side missions. I think one of the only things I didn't get a chance to finish or some of the uh, the virtual combat simulators here and there. Um, okay. I did miss a couple of weapons. Uh, so that part of me is a little upset because I'd like to finish up all that shit before I finish the game, mm -hmm. but I needed to get through it because, dude, I think these, these... I spent, like, the last couple of days just fucking playing through this. Just going at it. <laughs> I, yeah, I've never had to do anything harder <clears throat> in my life, but... Just uh, I, to these goddamn games. I totally, I totally feel the same. Even like all my days off, like I played it for, I would play it for five and six hours, and seeing where I'm at in the story, I'm just like, I, I don't want this to end. I, I don't want it to end yet because I don't know how long it's gonna be for the next one. We yeah, waited, yeah. we waited a long time for this one. I kind of just want to cherish a moment, but every time the the story that I knew from the original was about to kick in. I'm just like, I cannot stop. I need to keep playing this. <laughs> Fair enough, man. All right. So that is the end of our
free discussion. Um, so hopefully anybody who was on the fence about the game, hopefully we've been able to kind of help you decide to get it because yeah, it is absolutely worth the time and money for it um, and support them because I need to see where this game finishes. So please, please go buy it. Um, now, now begins the spoiler chat. So anybody who either wants to avoid things because even if you played the original game, there is content in this part of uh, this remake that was not in the original. And if you don't want to know what those things are, back away, come back to this later. But we're about to get into it. We're going to go over a lot of our just some favorite moments of the game. Um, and I'm going to kick it off right now. Um, Jesse's thirst. Holy <laughs> shit, man. She yeah, was that, so... that was very new to the game. <laughs> <laughs> there was, she could not, she, she did not want to keep it in her pants, man. Like, she just needed Cloud's Buster Sword at every fucking turn, man. Good way to put it. Yeah, dude, she wanted it. I, like, even in the beginning of the game, you hear her say, like, oh, thing and oh my god she just gets so much more like hey um promise you'll come over after all my roommates are gone and fucking cloud is just no no it's not like that i don't have time i'm not no promises (laughs) what about you man what were some of your favorite moments oh man um yeah, de- definitely the more uh, screen time with uh, Jesse Biggs and Wedge because uh, they they didn't have a whole lot of that in the original. Um, very little to none, really. Um, you know who they are. They It kind of plays the same way of uh, the bombing mission. You get introduced to them, um, and that's just about it. You know, it. Again, the tech being very limited back then, um, kind of just left to the player's imagination. Like, you know, what are they thinking? Like, who are they? What do they? What do you think they think about this whole bombing mission? Yeah, it, it shows a lot in this remake. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I'm very happy that you get to <laughs> get to know them more. Unfortunately, um, yeah, but, yeah, because it, it yeah. makes it, it makes it more rough. Because like, we'll, we'll, it, we'll get to it here, man. Like, yeah. Impact on those characters made it so more, more meeting them, yeah. Me- meeting them, especially Jesse, you get a lot of time with her and learning her. You get her backstory, like with her parents. You go and visit them at one point, you see how she started off, and you really just see how how sincere she is about her cause. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the game, she dies, and it is so incredibly sad. Like in secession, we lose Biggs, who is, again, this fun and whippy side character who's, who loves Cloud in a sense, right? Like, he's right away very much like, hey, Cloud's a good guy. You're, you know, happy to have you. Welcome mm-hmm. to the team. Even Wedge, for the most part, is constantly calling him bro, whereas Cloud's just like, I'm not your bro. Don't call me that. <laughs> um, and again, Jesse, who's just madly in love with Cloud, these oh, yeah. three side characters that are part of Avalanche, this eco-terrorist group in a sense, um, we lose them in, in, uh, in, in the latter part of the game where they're trying to bring down Sector 7's uh, plate. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad. I, I, 
you had warned me about some big losses here and there, but by this point, I'm just into the game and I'm forgetting that you had kind of given me a heads up. And I'm thinking like, no fucking way. You can't just kill them out like this. Like, I love these characters. I, I need more of them because <laughs> we haven't seen them for a while at this point in the game. Like, mm-hmm. they've been off doing their own things. And it's so incredibly sad. Um, I know we find out that Big survives later, but mm-hmm. I, I, I think it was a second gut punch when I realized there's no cutscene with Jesse. Like, where's my cutscene with Jesse? Why is she not still? Yeah. And, and it, it, it took me a while when uh, I had rewatched the ending like 20 times that mm-hmm. I didn't realize that Jesse's headband and her gloves were on the table next to Wedge. Oh shit, I didn't see that. And that that made me rethink like is like did she come there? Did did they find no. her body and bring her there? Or it's like even the Bix part. I too, would imagine they, they looked for her you, you know, like again, spoiler, like they're all dead in the original. None of them come really? back to life. Holy like, shit, okay. I didn't know that. They, yeah, all three of them died in the plates. Wedge was oh, not meant shit. to survive that long either. And wow. of course, in this uh, in this experience of the remake, it's kind of unknown what what even happened to Wedge. We kind of see, or at least by audio wise, we hear what happens. So that's kind of left again up to the player's imagination. Like, did he live? Did he die? You know, we yeah. don't know. The, the characters are still talking about him. You know, we would have to just wait and see what happens next. Wow, okay. Um, so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. As we're going through the, our favorite moments, definitely feel free to point out the differences because I find those pretty fascinating. Um, oh, um, and speaking early on in the game, when you finally blow up the first reactor and you're walking through the streets, holy shit, dude, they really hammer home the questioning Am I doing the right thing? Like, are we just straight up bad guys? Because we've destroyed a mm-hmm. section of a fucking city. Like, there are innocent people who are now losing their family members or can't find them or panicking. And we understand as players that it was Shinra who really um, elevated the destruction. And mm-hmm. Jesse is thinking the whole time, like, it was a need that I do something wrong. And again, Blaming plays, herself, yeah. Yeah, it plays more into her as a character. Like, again, you start seeing these multi sides of her she's not just a side character who's doing a and b like she actually has thoughts and feelings mm-hmm. that are um you know in response to her actions uh, but dude like it it just really really the whole time you're thinking am i am i a bad guy and again somebody who's coming into this thinking i didn't expect this i thought it was just going to be i'm going and fighting a straight out evil corporation but uh yeah dude that was fucking yeah. great um there are, um, where was it? There is, oh, uh, there's a bike scene in there that was that kind of came out of nowhere uh, as you're yeah. going through the game. And it, it was, it's one of the first instances where this game does a great job, again, of keeping the gameplay different. Now, was that bike scene in the original? Um, that part, the very early on bike scene, mm-hmm. uh, was not. The only bike scene was towards the very end when you escape. Oh, Shinra. okay. So, so that bike scene at the end, which was fucking badass. That's yeah, at the so, end. Okay. Yeah. So that whole section there of, of going with Jesse and Biggs and Wedge to go see uh, Jesse's mom. That 
that yeah. whole section did not exist in the original. None of it. It was completely new. Now, and so then the the new character they brought in there. Uh, yeah, the new character, the new character Roach. Yeah, Roach. A yeah, so very in, a very interesting character. <laughs> Dude, he 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 pops out of nowhere, and yeah, he's right because he pretty much is sparring, you know, um, with with Cloud the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's a, he's a soldier just like Cloud, and yeah. his bike does not obey the rules of physics, man. It's flipping around, oh. doing three sixty, you know, spins here and there. It's ridiculous, but it's again an example of how anime centric this story is, but on such an endearing and fun level. Like I, oh yeah, I liked him. I I, I could not tell that he was place in the story because he felt like he just belonged in this world from the get-go um yeah and the the thing with that like when you say does not obey the law of physics is that it it it's it's paying homage to the title of fantasy like yeah any, anything can go in these games like it doesn't matter if it's like oh that doesn't exist because it doesn't exist in real life it's it's a fantasy. That's why they call it a Final Fantasy. <laughs> the you last know? of the fantasies, yeah. E- even if it's like, I want to say like, even if it's not connected to the real world, so to speak, like maybe fifteen, because that's their their slogan for fifteen was reality based on fantasy, which was very odd. Um, yeah, and you can see that because there's. A lot of real world elements that had fantasy exist around. Um, I would say fifth, uh, seven is kind of like that, um, without that title or that slogan existing. Because um, when you look at uh, Midgar, it's a very real, living, breathing world, town that just people, their dialogue, their generally concerned about the reactor blowing up like and even oh man, even at that the npcs like yeah. they, they 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 did not have to give them such unique dialogues like they no. didn't ha- they did not have to do that yeah i think it, that's what added to the the surrealness of that first time around because you're walking from person to person you hear them mm-hmm. like i can't find my son what's going on do you think this is terrorist, you know, you, you, you really get immersed into that world. And then, yeah, and then again, like saying like, you know, I'm, am I the bad guy? And it's like, they're really like trying to hit it home, with, like trying to blame you, the player, Cloud the player, yeah. like, man, I think I really am the bad guy here, yeah. you know? Well, let's and, see here, uh, man. Um, we, we, we got a lot to get into and we're getting a little long in the so I, I don't want to cut us off too, too much, but I do want us to get at least a little further along in this. So um, kind of getting a little further into the game, we do start getting some stuff like, um, I, I think we mentioned it earlier, the the banter and conversations with Aerith and Cloud, great showcase of how she's, you know, drawing Cloud out and opening up more. Um, mm-hmm. There's a scene in the playground before you move on to, uh, to Wall Market <laughs> And they're talking, and she kind of drops a big thing about, you remind me of the first guy I fell in love with. And mm. she says his name, but fucking Cloud decides to, you know, have a PTSD moment and just, you don't hear what the person's name is supposed to be. Now, 
anybody who's listened to the spoilers has hopefully completed the game by now. Is it is it Zach that she's talking about? Yeah. It okay. Is Zach. Okay. I thought it was Sephiroth, dude. Like because <laughs> every time he's you know every time he's lost his shit, Sephiroth. He's there. Out. Yeah. So I'm like, was she fucking Sephiroth? Like, is that like is that why he kills her? But okay. So so it is Zach, and I know you mentioned a few moments where you hear a, another voice talking to Cloud. And at yeah. the end of the game, we see Zach carrying Cloud. He has the Buster Sword. He's a soldier along with Cloud. So I'm, oh, I'm assuming that was Zach's voice that we were hearing, right? Um, or no? Well, or maybe. I, I, I think I think hearing it. Well, okay, I'll say this: in the original, it's just a black screen with dialogue. Of course, Cloud is talking, but then there's an unknown voice talking. Uh-huh. Um, so. Cloud is like almost like half dead on the ground in the church, like doesn't know what's going on. Someone is talking to him. And it's making subtle hints to what plays out in Crisis Core because Zach too also, I believe, fell through the church as well, just like Cloud. And yeah. And he's kind of mentioning, saying like, you know, oh, I didn't, you know, that didn't hurt the first time when it happened to me. It was only just a couple of scrapes or burns. Which, which also says it in this one too. It's like I only only made it out with some scraped knees, mm-hmm. but it's obviously another cloud standing there. No, it's conscience. But right. in the sense of the voice, it's I I heard I heard Zach, but I still heard Cloud talking in this Cloud's voice. Because I knew, I knew who it was. I knew what he was talking about. Like, yeah. Cloud's there, but it just was not Cloud. <sighs> um, so, yeah, that's a the, that's that gonna fame, be interesting. The, the famous, yeah, the famous playground scene of them two talking about it. Yeah, um, it, it's 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 a very very sweet and emotional moment without it being too over the top in in one emotional direction or the other. Um, but even something like, uh, again, them constantly changing the pace of the game or making it feel fresh. Wall Market was a completely different area, and I thought a lot of fun. Yeah, it um, blew my mind just how it was, Wall Market looked now. It's great, man. And then having the distinctions before you get into – when you go down to the section where the, uh, the honeybee is. The oh, honeybee my God. Is, it's a completely different feeling. The whole thing leading up to it, like – there's a lot of fetch quests that you end up getting, but again, even the fetch quests for the most part are fun. Like some of the mm-hmm. side missions, like I did all the side missions. Like I, I, I loved all of them. wanted to learn or even about somebody as stupid as Johnny, um, <laughs> yeah. doing, doing some of the mini games, like the squat and pull up mini games were really fun. Um, the Coliseum was really interesting. I want to go back and try to do some more of those probably later on. Again, the, uh, the combat simulator with, uh, Chatley. Yeah. Chatley. Yeah. Is? Which, uh, he's a little bitch. When you fucking fail the uh, simulations the first couple of times, like trying to get the, uh, like, Shin, uh, Shiva and <laughs> Fat Chocobo, he's straight up just like, what happened? I know something's got to be working. I'm like, fuck you, man. <laughs> Shoot as hard as nails. Um, yeah, a little bastard. But uh, even some of the ch- shop owners, like, every shop owner you meet, whether it's a weapons vendor or not, like, every single person has a different personality. There's one shop owner mm-hmm. in, sec- in the in a Sector 6 or 5 slums who's just, eh, hey, don't waste my uh, time. Like, really, like, she doesn't, I'm like, what did I do to you? <laughs> what are you so yeah. 
Oh man. Um, oh god, what else was it? Uh, let's see here. I will. Uh, I will. Yeah, I will say the honeybee in the the scene. That scene. Oh my goodness. That yes. that scene did not exist in the old one. The dancing was, sequence. Yeah, it they was. Oh, yeah, it did not exist. So. <laughs> I'll I'll try to make that little story short on it. So in the original, the cross-dressing part does does exist. Okay. Um, but the quest is, um, you had to find a dress, you had to find a wig, you had to find I believe it was like perfume or something like that to make mm-hmm. you feel like a girl. So, okay. you would go to a bar and the shop owner who owns the clothing store said, you know, my my dad's in the depression. He doesn't know what to do. So you go see him, talk to him. He's like, oh, okay. Like, you know, he sees clouds. Like, like, bring me back a wig and a dress. You know, put it all together. So the wig part comes from going to the gym and doing the squats. That part exists too. The squat uh, challenge was in the original. Yeah, the squat challenge was in the original. So you would do the <laughs> you would do the squats and then you would win like the wig, and then okay. you go back and of course you would see uh, in the original Aerith in the red dress. Um, and then Cloud oh, would come out in the purple yeah. dress, and then that was basically it. That was, and then you just go off to Don Corneo's mansion. That and was it. Yeah, I rewind for a moment. When we see, okay, I, I don't know, did, did you what, what dress did you get with Aerith? Because apparently you can get different depending on actions. Yeah. Did you get uh, the red I, dress? I got the red dress. The whole famous red dress that I just absolutely Woo! was in love when I saw her. Oh my goodness! I kept having to tell myself she's not a real person. She's she's a fictional <laughs> character. Let her go. <laughs> but she's just breathtaking in that fucking red dress. Oh, and Cloud, Cloud does make for a very pretty lady. Um, <laughs> and even with Tifa, you get a different dress. I, I saw that mm-hmm. the original is like a blue kind of uh, indigo-ish color. Is, is that the one you got? Yeah. Okay, see, I got a different dress. I got like this silver, um, like more traditional Asian-style dress. And hmm, hubba hubba. Like if you haven't seen it, go and look it up. Um, <laughs> Woo! Like I, I, when I saw her in that dress, I was like, "Guys, no one's gonna pick us over her." Yeah, <laughs> this has all her goods on display. Like it, we just don't even try. But uh, again, that's another little kind of caveat to the game. Like there are choices you can make in the game that change things ever so slightly. Like oh um, yeah, like costumes, or even in the at the end game where depending on, I, I think it's probably on. Uh, there's a moment in the game where you're in the sewers. And both Tifa and Aerith are knocked out, and you have the option to go to yes. either one first. I went to Aerith first, so oh, so did end, I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just like, Tifa can fucking take care of herself, and I get so can Aerith, but I love this woman. <laughs> so no, I go to no. I, I was the same. I was the same way. Yeah. yeah. So like in the end game, I had um, when when the girls start joining you and you're fighting against Sephiroth, I had Aerith join me first, and I'm assuming that was the same for you, right? Yeah. Okay, so that, I'm assuming that that's where it is. Like, if you want to Tifa probably join you first. But again, small little things like that didn't need to happen, but it makes to a more oh, yeah. customized adventure. Yeah, they 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 definitely play the going the different routes in this uh, in this story. Yeah, um, and, and again, it's just so much that they put into this game that they absolutely did not have to do. So many details oh. in the world, from side characters to giving personalities to to even people who give you side missions and stuff like that, all the little environments that they make up, um, options to go back and reasons to want to go back here and there, the uh, Chocobo thing where that becomes like a fast, uh, 
like a the fast, fast travel. travel yeah. Like, there's just so much that's put into this game. And I know you keep telling me, like, oh, there's a lot that that wasn't in there, this wasn't in there. But everything feels like it's meant to be just, there. Nothing. Yeah. Just, or, yeah. just organic. Just feels it organic. It feels like everything is has a reason to expand on the lore or the characters and to make things more impactful as the game goes on. So nothing feels like filler. Um, it, it's great. And then even when you meet some new characters at the end of the game, like fucking Red 13, who I thought was awesome. Oh, man. Uh, he, yeah, he was... I, I think when they showed off the trailer, I think he became the star of the game. You know? Like, yeah. it, it was going to lead up to him because he's... In the original, he's the last character that that joins you before you escape uh, Midgar. Yeah, yeah, and which is kind of true on this one. Like, he, we get him right at the end, and he's like, hi, I'm a rat dog. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But which, he's just, he's cool. Yeah, which I gotta say, I I love how they took his uh, direction of character in this game. Um, they, they kept it pretty close from the original, how he, he feels like a, like, like a some kind of dog lion like thing with a whole lot of wisdom, which yeah. uh, I won't go into detail. Okay. What comes after? Um, but it definitely shows in his voice and everything that he says in his dialogue. Like you, you can generally hear it in in like the first line that he says to everybody. It's like, "I am that what you see before you, nothing more." Like, doesn't yeah. get any more wisdom than that. Like, I yeah, mean, it sounds, then... sounds kind of like an ass, but it's still pretty wisdom-like speaking. Yeah, he reminds me of that kind of uh, sage uh, Yoda-ish character. And even when you oh, look yeah. at him, he sees what you see before you, and it's like, you are a ti- talking red tiger <laughs> lion with a mohawk, a messed up or missing eye, and a bunch of tattoos, and a fire tail. Like, you're a lot of shit, dude, and the mutated Charmander. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Kitty Cat Charmander, <laughs> with with the wisdom of Yoda. Like, I, 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 I don't know. We need to talk more, man. Let's grab a beer. But yeah, like again, it just added a new character toward the end of it. Which, in most parts, in, in, in most media, when you add a when you add characters or new characters, you want to add them at the beginning of your of your story. That way, you. Mm-hmm. You know, within everything else, but this breaks that and says, "Oh no, we're going to give you a major character at the last few oh, hours yeah. of this game." And he still feels like he belongs with them. He doesn't feel like he sticks out like a sore thumb, even though he really does. And speaking of sticking <laughs> out like a sore thumb, our characters are—they completely stand out. When we're walking through crowds and they're like, "I wonder who Av- Avalanche is." Obviously, it's the six-foot-four, three-hundred-pound man with a Gatling gun chained to his Gatling wrist. gun. Like, he's... And nobody knows. <laughs> But he's Nobody there, though. A Same thing with Cloud. It's like, no, it's this blonde, you know, white boy with a giant, you know, five-foot sword. Like, there's something up with these guys. Arrest them. I don't know what they're doing, but I have to take you to jail. What I would be thinking if I was one of the police. Oh, yeah. It's fucking the, hilarious. There are some dialogues, too, I, I didn't uh, see in the beginning. But there's, like, one part where you're on the train, and there's a... There's a lady that just randomly says, like, it's just a sword. It's okay. Like, <laughs> I was like, I didn't hear that the first time. That's pretty funny. Damn, that, that's, that's really cool, man. Again, just so much that didn't need to be added, but are so fucking nah. worth it. 
Um, before we get onto the ending, is there any other major scenes that you can think of you really, really dug or anything you want to talk about? Uh, man. The major scenes. I think I'll, I'll save that part for the very the very end. But I, I will say it's it's Cloud having the visions of the future. Oh, uh, okay. So that, that's another thing. Okay, so before we get on. So, so one thing I just, also I just want to oh, oh, no, you, before the, uh, yeah go. Uh, I know this could, this, yeah this this could be yeah, for like another no no another topic. Ernest, you go you go go ahead. I, uh, okay. I can hear. Are you there? Um, okay, yeah, no, anyways, we're gonna, Ernest, you there? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I think I lost him. All right, I think I lost him. I'm just, no, okay, okay. Oh. You hear me? Okay, there you are. Okay, cool. Okay, um, yeah, no, the, uh, the title is, uh, Let There Be Carnage is the new title for Venom, in case you were wondering. Uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> stupid as a bit we did earlier. I was trying to throw it in here at the end of it. <laughs> um, sorry. Oh man. Okay, one thing I actually did want to point out before we go into the ending is, uh, who the fuck is Tornberry or Tonberry? Oh, Tonberry, a, a little little chef yeah. with the chef knife. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a very reoccurring enemy. Um, I know there's some lore behind it, but I don't I don't know it too well. But okay. yeah, he's uh he's got a grudge with everybody, and I got a grudge with him. Definitely shows. God damn it, he was incredibly difficult. But uh, yeah, oh, anybody, yeah. when you come across him, just, just run away. You can't run away. It's a, it's a side mission. <laughs> it's a side mission. You don't have to do it. it but... Look the other way. <laughs> <laughs> just run. Uh, just oh, run. man. Okay, so yes, let's finish this up with talking about the ending. Uh, I'll, the I'll, uh, yeah, I'll let, I'll, I'll say this. I'll, I want to know what you think the ending is okay so obviously the end you fight sephiroth you get through all that shit you have the the, the ending cinematic which the fight itself at the end it was cool and because it was multi parts to it but it was also really tough like i i almost i almost threw in the towel and thought you know what fuck this like we need to record this i need to have at least know what happens i was getting ready just to look it up but uh <laughs> i was like no let's fucking do it got it done but um <clears throat> at the end of it the very last line you not even hear but see is text mm -hmm. that, that comes up on the screen as the camera's panning away from our from the you know our characters and it just says unknown adventure continues. Now phrasing it like that is interesting because again this is supposed to be a remake, albeit with some new things put into here. But phrasing it as the unknown adventure when this is obviously a, you know a story that people absolutely know. It makes me feel like this is a this is about to really branch off and go in maybe a completely different direction from the original. That's the feeling mm -hmm. I got from it. What did you get? So yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, so the golly, I, I I don't know how to say this without a spoiler when it is a spoiler. It's it's so hard to to like not say it. Well, I mean, technically, um, we're we're in. We're, this is the spoiler talk, and most people yeah. this game at least, like even me, I have a a basic comprehension of what the game does. Yeah. Um, so the the ending fight, Sephiroth. Um, 
none of that existed in the mid card section. Huh. That that ended on the third disc of the original. Uh, wait, wait, so what we did at the end of this game was the ending of the original game? Yeah. Holy so shit. when so when you see Cloud kind of go through like a in some kind of weird reality when he's just kind of like going through like a tube-like thing. Okay. And he sees Sephiroth standing there with his sword. That part is the very, very last part of the game in the original. Huh. Um, right when you beat, you know, everything and you beat his final form, it's just what many assume Cloud goes into his conscience because Sephiroth is still there. And he fights him there in his in his head to get him out. In in Cloud's head. Yeah. Okay. So that whole kind of scene transition exists, but the weird part on it is when Sephiroth or when Cloud asks where they are and Sephiroth says the edge of creation, that kind of just it it just kind of just threw everything out the window what the original does because in the original, it's just Cloud using his final limit break, going crazy on Sephiroth, killing him once and for all. This one does not do that. No, he's it, very much alive. He's, yeah. He, uh, he really, he, he speaks, Sephiroth speaks with so much knowledge that Cloud, even Cloud just doesn't know what's going on. Like, um. Like how does he know? Like what is he? What is he like not telling me? Um, the, the the famous line everyone is saying is uh, from what Sephiroth says to Cloud, seven seconds to the end. What will you do with it? Yeah, that, that's what I didn't get. I mean, obviously they're they're doing this the way they write it and and show it is on purpose to make you be like, yeah, like hey, what like think what about is what's going on? More is going to happen. Yeah, like what is he even talking about? Because it's like I said, it's new. And it's also kind of like the original, but they're, uh, yeah, it felt like they added all three, all three discs into this one remake in a way. Hmm. Um, and, and they've yet to introduce certain characters on top of that, right? Yeah. There's still a lot more to go oh, in, uh, from the original. Uh, a lot more characters, a lot more um, famous towns and scenes the famous one is going to be the town of nibbleheim cloud and sifa are from i'm sorry uh nibbleheim nibble (laughs) nibbleheim oh i was like i want to go to nibbleheim (laughs) (laughs) yeah nobody wears a bra there oh god that'd be great um which shows which shows in the beginning um when cloud is seeing the fire around him and the town is on fire that's a vision from uh, an event that happens in the game. Okay. In the original. And that too really felt out of place. Like, I can kind of get, like, maybe they're throwing this in there to kind of get people up to speed on what's going on. Like, oh, he did this to him. He did that to him. Like, you know, oh, man, that sucks. But to someone looking at it at like at a nostalgia purpose, it's like, it seems kind of odd that they're throwing that so fast in here. Like you would think they would wait for that. And uh, especially adding Sephiroth very early on, which he does not appear at all in the 
Midgar section. Um, mm. It's, again, odd. Yeah, um, I, I can see how it's odd from your perspective. From from mine, I enjoy it because it feels like it's taking the oh the, yeah, because it's it's new. Route of, it's it's new. Like you don't know what's going on, but it's intriguing. It is, and, and again, I I feel like they're throwing and introducing us little by little to this overarching villain, and uh-huh. it even gives it gives us a taste of just how OP he is at the end of it. Like, yeah, it, you more or less quote-unquote beat him at the end of it but he's still very much out there out says it as long as he's out there you know we have to stop him or Mm -hmm. something along those lines but if they can keep building on that and building on it until the end of the third one although at this point with the way we're assuming things are going to change drastically oh yes i mean you just mentioned we've got biggs and wedge that are still alive who died before um Everybody knows, for the most part, those of you who don't, again, this is a spoiler talk, but Aerith dies, from what I remember, or from what I remember hearing, at the end of the first disc uh-huh. of uh, Final Fantasy VII. And the fact that she's alive, like, the whole time, I knew, I, I know that she's going to die. I'm thinking, when is it going to happen? A- every moment she was on the screen at the end of it, I was like, fucking Sephir- Sephiroth is going to come out of nowhere and stab her from the back or something. Uh-huh. Uh, I was waiting for it, and, and when it didn't happen, I was like, holy shit, like, what are they doing with this game? And then that line popped up, and that's exactly why I started thinking, they're changing shit up. I mean, I, I assume they're going to kill her off uh, at some point. But Yeah. Um, I know how a lot of people in the world say, like, you know, like, they, they go as far as to, like, mod the original to keep her alive, because they don't want her to die at all. Obviously not. No, no. You know, I, I, I want to like, keep it's, need to protect her at all costs. It, it's a very, it's a very painful scene that just comes out of nowhere. Um, it, in a way, it would be wrong for Square Enix to alter that part of history and from the original. Right. Um, I know a lot of people still won't like it. I know a lot of people <laughs> will cry about it. I'm I know going I to will, ugly cry. I, yeah. I will cry about it because it's gonna look even more beautifully disgusting than it was before (laughs) um but to change it i i wouldn't approve of it unless they just did some like coming out of nowhere like a train um then i would kind of like wrote it like oh like that was supposed to happen there but nope not anymore like it's like now we're on the edge of the edge of our seats, and it's like it's gonna happen at any moment, anytime that's, soon, you know. That's true, yeah. Because that's how I feel um, right now. Like, whatever they do next, yeah, I'm gonna be thinking like, is the moment that they kill her off. But mm-hmm. oh man, it's gonna be interesting as hell. And, and then, and then I would say too, it's um, I know mentioning the very last sentence of the game, um, the unknown journey will continue. Um, my my take on that is seeing how what they're doing is I, I feel like they're rewriting history from the original and that comes in the form of the ghost-like figures, the whispers. Oh, the, the Dementors, yeah. Yeah. That, that really plays a part on what was not in the original either. Oh, they weren't in the original either? Yeah. Um, oh, Red, Red makes a very good point on they are arbiters of fate to keep the flow, 
time on the planet to make sure everything happens accordingly from inception to oblivion and he makes that he makes the point like they the things know more than what's going on like clearly they're making sure everything from the original game is set in stone to happen to the very end but seeing how you go to that fight and it's like the the group is fighting destiny you know the actual destiny the the thing itself um and that's the uh, that's the last chapter name too right destiny's crossroad or something like that. Des- yeah destiny's crossroads which i could say too was not in the original because after you just escape midgar it's just you're out in the open world that's it you're the open part holy of the shit. map so there is going to be an open world sequence yeah More um it, it would it would have to be for sure um Maybe they don't. They don't have to make it open world. They can keep it a semi open world, but just yeah. make it super large. Um, but yeah, once they escape uh, Shinra, that part did not exist. So in this one, they're really they're they're gonna rewrite a lot of history while still keeping uh, the events from the original happening, but in just different ways. Yeah, and I guess having the whispers in there is a perfect, I don't know if it allegory is the right word, but that's a, a great thing to have in there because, because like you said, yeah. like, their purpose <laughs> is to keep history to happen the way it's supposed to happen when it's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. So with these creators making these new games, it's like, hey, we know there are plot points A, B, and C that need to happen, mm-hmm. but, you know, and, and that's going to happen no matter what, maybe, right? Yeah, all so, but so I will say... Yeah, so um, I will say is like the part where Barrett gets stabbed by Sephiroth. Oh, dude, yeah, I didn't expect that shit. That that didn't happen in the original. Okay. Because Sephiroth didn't even appear in Shinra building at that point. Right. Um, so when the ghosts were flying around him, they're making sure Barrett is still staying alive because that is not how the original went down. So it's it's very, I mean, I don't even know how to say it. Like, it, it's very intriguing what their whole role is in the game. Because clearly they even know what Sephiroth is. And yeah. Sephiroth even has plans of his own. Like, my, like my, my take on Sephiroth now is, like, he's some, like, time-traveling guy who found out what happens to him in the original. And now he's, like gonna make sure it doesn't happen again because oh, when he because ta- when okay. he because when he talks to cloud he makes it very subtle to the point where it's like he knows what cloud did to him even even when cloud explains the backstory of what happens between them two like he's really making it known like yeah you're not gonna make you're not gonna have this happen again you're not gonna kill me three or four more times and oh, it, it's it, okay. it's just it's just so weird how he's just like like I'll say this, like I think I got the clue right off the bat from the very beginning when you run into Eric the first time, um, when he touches Eric's shoulder and says, "You know, you're you're too weak to save anyone, not even yourself." Like I knew from there, I was like, "Something's weird with Sephiroth now. It's not right. <laughs> Something's very wrong." Because he was a lot more stable in the original. <laughs> yeah, he was just like. Oh, it's just like oh well, man, but oh, um. Man. So there is alternate 
realities or time tra- travel that's part of the story because that, that, that's what i kind of got uh yeah it, it seems of. yeah especially with uh zach and cloud appearing at the end they yeah they seem to cross a moment of time because mm-hmm. you you see zach carrying cloud passing between i guess our cloud and Aerith, and Aerith seems to be like like she can sense what's going on because obviously she's an ancient she has yeah. some she's very aware of a presence past her. Maybe, maybe she doesn't know if it's Zach, but she was very aware of something just happened at that moment. Fuck, man! I, I, I just, I cannot wait. And so, yeah, that that very goes off what the last sentence saying. It's like, like for me, like everything that I thought was going to happen is probably not going to happen like the way I'm expecting it to be. Holy shit, man! Um, I, I... Especially with Cloud's uh, premonitions of the future, like. Um, like I'll I'll, I'll say this. I'll, I'm also gonna mention this. Mm. Um, a lot of people are gonna be familiar with the story of Final Fantasy VII. Like, a lot of people are gonna know the story from beginning to end. Right. Um. But for Cloud to see moments of the future of spoiler or not spoiler, of Reunion, uh, Aerith using the Holy Materia. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, alright. Well, uh, my interest. Because she does mention it. She does have a Materia, but it, she just doesn't show it. Oh, uh, she mentioned something. Yeah, he's like, you just don't know. Because he says I it's th- absolutely good for nothing. I thought, okay. Oh, alright, cool. Yeah, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, um, so from from your point of view, I'm almost jealous because it's very like it's 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 interesting. Like you don't know what's gonna happen next. Like it's like that gets me jealous because I wish I was new to this because I would be like desperately waiting for the next one. Um, but for someone who knows the story, it's and seeing Cloud have these visions of that, like of the reunion. Of Aerith using holy, the meteor crashing, like it is genuinely haunting because all you know all the characters and the events of these characters and how it's gonna play out, like we kind of know what's gonna happen. And just for something like that, it's like like I just like I love it. Like I just, I love it, but it's scary at the same time. Um, yeah, no, it definitely because- as somebody who is new to all of this, man, it's been absolutely amazing, and what a fucking thrill to play this game. So, absolutely, anybody who has been on the fence about it, whether or not you're new to the to the series itself, because obviously there are things that somebody like Ernest here, who's a veteran, more or less, of this series, is still able to be excited about, and obviously we know things are going to be different, and somebody who's a noob to all of this, with maybe even just the... the the briefest knowledge of the series and, and story it's just fascinating and i think it's for me this is probably going to go down as my favorite game of this year um i'm sure the fact that we have barely any other games coming out uh, <laughs> it's going to be playing into yeah. it man, but <laughs> but holy shit I, I mean i think we're fortunate to have the ability to be part of playing this game right now because it's very much exceptional. Um, oh, yeah. 
Now, I, I know we've gone on for, oh shit, over an hour. Um, so we should probably wrap it up. Um, I'm sure Rob's going to listen to this later and be like, what the fuck were you talking about for over an hour? <laughs> Goddamn fantasy nerds. Uh, but um, before we finish up, man, any, any closing thoughts? Um, I will uh, say because I didn't get to mention it earlier. Okay. Um, the music. The in, in the original, they kept it really well balanced. Oh, story and music. They knew when the went to music cue when something's about to happen. Um, but the music just I I think like I, I say like, you know, oh like this is the star of the game, like Red's the star of the game, like the music is definitely the star of the game. I agree. The different variations of every piece from the original having Dude. like six or seven variations is yes like like the original theme it, has a, at least a couple of different versions where you have you you know orchestral mm-hmm. version and then you've got like a rock version that really kicks up when you're fighting mm-hmm. it's fantastic man it really makes the story feel so much better it does like here like seeing uh like hearing Aerith's theme in a very slow piano when she's about to give you a flower, I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, I, like I can't handle this game. Like, <laughs> like I can't. It's that's, trying that's too early hard. On too. Holy shit! Like, it's just trying too hard, you know. And god, it, it it really does. Like, it's just the music's phenomenal. And I'm just gonna leave it at that. If if anyone can go look up the music or look up the orchestrated versions of the music that they play in Japan. It's just, it's, it's just, it's generally beautiful, beautiful music. Yeah. This, like this game made me actually be interested in, in attending one of the final fantasy orchestra or mm-hmm. uh, concerts. I, I, it's probably not going to happen this year after all for, for good reason. Yeah. But uh, when things finally get back to normal and we're able to have concerts and stuff like this, I, I think I want to go. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Guest Final Fantasy Seven theme music. I I, I could listen because it, it was just, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's it, it's beautiful and it's a great example of what this game is about. It's an amazing story with a new twist on it that mm-hmm. I think really really um, elevates the original. I think it does amazing things to keep the game in play interesting and fresh from moment to moment. New mechanics, new mini games. Uh, new characters, new settings, everything's very different, and it's, overall, it is a fantastic game, and um, I'm just so, so fucking hyped to see what happens next. Hopefully, we don't have to wait for forever. Um, hopefully not. Hopefully not. I mean, I, I don't mind them, because this was great, and an absolute just thrill to play. Like, again, it was 51 hours or so, but I love every moment of it, and I kind of felt like you. I didn't want it to end, but mm-hmm. uh, it's amazing, man. And uh, I, I appreciate your time, you know, sitting down and talking with me. Um, no problem, man. Yeah, hopefully we'll, uh, if we're still around doing our thing by the time the second part of that, we'll be back. But um, other than that, everybody else, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Definitely let us know, as always. Um, that's about all I got, buddy. Yeah, same. That's all I got, too. All right, everyone, take care. Um, I don't have a very clever outro planned. Uh... Be safe, wash your hands.
yeah, that's it, man. Uh, wash your hands. Do it for <laughs> Aerith. Yeah.